You worked for Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah. Yeah, I did. One of my uh, high school jobs. One of your many, like, I don't know, you've had such a career, you know? So many, like, various jobs. <laughs> yeah, I have had a career. Uh, a various career. But that was a long stint. You were there for, like, two years? A year and a half, I think. Yeah, a while. What are some of the BWW secrets? Um, hmm. Yeah, what's in the... And not the powder. What do they call that? The thing that dry rub. That oh, I guess yeah. The powder. What, <laughs> what's what's in that? What's in the powder? Um, I think they're they're more known for their sauces. Uh, oh shit! What's in the liquid powder? I couldn't tell you. It comes in bags. It comes in big plastic bags that are see through. Ew. Um, yeah, and then they squirt it into a big bucket, oh. and then they they just dump wings in there and sw- like slosh them around. Really? Yeah. It's like an actual bucket? Yeah, a big a big white bucket. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's Josh, what's your favorite Buffalo Wild Wings wing flavor? Caribbean jerk is pretty good, but I'm pretty worried that you're about to tell me something terrible about that flavor. No, I don't know anything about Caribbean jerk. Nothing? You were there for two years. <laughs> was that around when you were there? I don't know. I don't think I went to my first Buffalo Wild Wings until I was in my 20s. Yeah, this was in 2005. A lot has changed. A lot has changed. Mike, if you had to center a scandal around the Caribbean jerk flavor uh, that's realistic from the Buffalo Wild Wings that you knew, uh, give Josh some bad news about his favorite product. Well, the people I knew at Buffalo Wild Wings uh, smoked a lot of drugs, and they used stuff (laughs) like... Smoked a lot of drugs. (laughs) They did. Various drugs. And they did like the apple bong kind of thing. Oh, that's yeah. still weed. <laughs> well, no, th- yeah, that was that was just one example. Um, they were, yeah, they were uh, your classic restaurant um, folks from like the movies, like the movie Waiting. Exactly, it was exactly like Waiting. Oh no, from the movies. Mm-hmm. I pulled a prank. Even what? <gasps> What'd you do? Uh, there was a server who was really mean, so I was cleaning the soda things in the back, and I left one of the nozzles off, so she went to spray it, and it sprayed her. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I didn't know you had it in you, dude. Yeah, I got in on the hijinks. I got in on them. Wow. Did people know it was you? No, I got away with it. I was, uh, I had a gleaming, sterling reputation. Oh, that's yeah. incredible. What a prank. I was the floor guy. I was the cleaning the floors guy. I was really good at that. Did you clean it with Caribbean jerk and then put that back in the bucket or something? That's what I did. <laughs> wow, we really had to feed this to Mike. <laughs> That's what I did. Hey, Mike, how would you ruin this place? Also, when you say cleaning the floors guy, were you a janitor at <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings? I was a multi-per... I was sort of... Uh, uh, what do they call A utility guy. I was a utility guy. Uh, I was a host, I was a food runner, I was a floor cleaner, I took out garbage. <laughs> Did anybody ever lock you out the back door after you took out garbage? Um, you know what? Yes. <laughs> now I am remembering that that did happen to me one time. You're listening to Instead Of, a hypothetical podcast with Josh Harrison, Mike Bogart, and me, Tapanjani. Enjoy the episode. Nudism. Your thoughts. Uh, well, what are your thoughts? Are you, you're not naked right now, are you? No, I'm heavily clothed. Heavily. It's cold. But you want to be naked, don't you? 
I could be naked. I don't want you to be naked, but it turns out in the nudist philosophy, it's about what you want, so I'll support it. You'll support my nudism. My burgeoning nudism. I will support your, like, about-to-be-a-nudist nudism. Nascent nudism. And active nudism. I'll support it all, uh, but personally, I'm going to keep on uh, these threads. You're going to leave your clothes on. Next time you record in person, Mike, that should be the first time that you really embrace this lifestyle. Get naked. Naked record. Yeah. I think it'd be funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do it. This isn't what I want to talk about, but I have a great idea for the opposite of ambient noise. What's that? Slambient noise. It's just uh, (laughs) really... Well, I guess ambient noise doesn't have to be quiet, but this is loud ambient noise. Mm. Loud ambient noise. Yeah. So it's it's a variant. It's not the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I was wrong in using the word opposite. This is Mm. a variant. Uh, What do you guys think of slambient noise? And what would you like to listen to if you were just... uh, you know, you had it on in the background at 8 out of 10. <laughs> mm. Car crashes. Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that is a slambient noise through and through. Yeah, I was going to say basketball's dribbling in a gym. All right. That's a, it's a little peaceful unless you have like 300 of them. Yeah. What if you also had like the squeak of sneakers on the court, too? No, no. We're going right back into regular ambient noise. I need, sl- I need like slam dunk noises. <laughs> okay, then I'm sticking with my car crashes. Yeah, yours yeah. is good. Mike's is the problem. Mine is bad. Slam dunks aren't very noisy. That's yeah. the thing. That's not true. People scream. The crowd. You could slap the backboard. You can yell as you're doing it. It's the sound of someone being just in awe. The sound of awe. As... They watch you soar through the sky and slam your testicles in their face. You could hear that testicle slamming. We've just got to make a small, small, small tweak uh-huh. to basketball hoops where, uh, you know when you're driving a truck, uh, the horn, you actually have to like pull something down. Uh-huh. We need to wire that same system to all basketball hoops. And when you do a slam dunk, Ooh. it's also making a truck horn. Yeah. Oh, or any noise. Who knows? It depends on what city you're playing in. I really like this idea. Yes. Yeah. Signature noise. Signature noise on a slam dunk. Yeah, that'll. that's a good thing to have on in the background. That'll really freak me out all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Slambient noise. Uh, but there's a reason I ask. It's not as uh, random as you would think. Get a load of this. I have been, you guys know that in my mornings, I'm just sitting here in the living room, either watching something or listening to something, but like with my headphones on, so I don't wake Lauren up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'll listen to music like really loud because again, smooth, thank you for these headphones. It doesn't really, like it, noise doesn't escape too much. So I can just like really, really jam at like 6.30 a.m. And it turns out that's an activity that I'm super into. So here's what happened. I was watching uh, my beloved YouTube, and I came across a video by Kevin Parker. Do you guys know who Kevin Parker is? I don't think so. I don't think I do. Kevin Parker is basically the one-man band that is Tame Impala. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh. Yeah, do you, have you guys have... I know uh, Smoove has listened to Tame Impala. Uh, Mike? I have. Yeah. I didn't know there was one person. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of people perform it, but he basically do- writes and does everything. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not like the one-man band in Fisherman's Wharf. <laughs> yeah, no. He's not okay. like uh, that thing where you stamp your feet and then a cymbal plays on your backpack. He's not doing that. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> Although that is a funny thought. Uh, anyway, in this YouTube video, he said something that kind of blew my mind. He said that people don't believe him 
but he spends 90% of the time uh, that he is writing Tame Impala songs working on the drums. Ooh. Hmm. I know. And, like, it's it's a great drum sound, but, like, that's not what the band is known for if you ask the average person, you know? Right. Like, they got li- great lyrics and, yeah. Yeah, like, watch this. Uh, hey, Mike, what what is Tame Impala known for? They're, they're great lyrics and... Um, Don't just say what Josh said. <laughs> how there's one guy who does most of it. That's um, what I just said. You didn't even know that, like, a minute ago. I mean, what is their sound? Um, rock, like, guitars... Um, I don't know, dude. <laughs> he thought Tame Impala was like a domestic version of the animal or something. I bet. I don't, I don't know what's going on with you. You're a Tame Impala right now, Mike. Yeah. Well, so what are you trying to say? Oh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, they sound like. Uh, um, I, let me ask you this: If you had written this description for them as they're about to enter the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, do you think anyone would have any idea about the kind of music they were going to hear? Uh, Guitars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it, yeah, that tells you something. Tells, um, I suppose. Think about like here, here. Let me help you with some adjectives. Uh, uh, what LSD? Yeah, like psychedelic rock groove. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Don't mo- say yeah, Mike. You didn't know this. Modern <laughs> jazzish. Uh, anyway, uh, veering from the point, here's where I got the slambient noises. I heard that, and then I started listening to Tame Impala, which was not typically very slambient. Uh, but I was really, really, really focusing on the drums for maybe the first time in my music listening career. I try to pick, like, I try to listen to music um, in a whole bunch of different ways. But one of the activities I really like is where you just just focus on that one instrument of whatever you want to choose, and you listen to that the whole way through. Have you guys ever done that? Oh, all the time, yeah. Yeah, it's super fun, right? You get like really in the groove, and you really start to understand what that one musician is doing in the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought I was like a fan of drums, like I have some beats in my head that I really like from certain songs and whatever. But I, guys, I didn't know fucking shit about drums. It turns out, <laughs> like at all, at all, and so. Now, just one thing in that video that he was mentioning, uh, he was just like, well, in this song, I'm keeping time with the symbol. And he's just like, and it was the first time in my head that I realized that in any song where there's some sort of just like prevailing steady beat, it's it's a functional use to tell the other musicians in the band what like the time and the rhythm is, not just beyond like being a part of this song. It's actively being used by like the the people who are performing it. I like mm-hmm. yeah. didn't know anything. I feel like an idiot. And so anyway... I got real into uh, any like drum songs I could find or remember on Spotify. I recommend people who like My Morning Jacket to do a, a drum listen of that thing because holy shit, I had no idea it was so complicated. Uh, but I came across something. Uh, sorry for like this nine-minute explanation to get to this one thing. Mm-hmm. I found a great Spotify playlist that I think you will both enjoy. Okay, let's hear it. Well, first, I had to make this into an instead of. So tell me what the last thing that you were listening to. Like, just pull up Spotify and whatever was most recently played. Ooh. I was listening to uh, like an indie folk cover of Rob Zombie's Dragula. Wow. Holy shit, that's specific. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. So you got that. Uh, And then, Mike, what do you have? Uh, I was listening to something called True Awakening by Empty Space. This is why you're not fucking hyped at all for this podcast. You were just about to sleep before we started to record. I was listening to a massage playlist. Yeah. (laughs) So what? Oh, my God. Okay, no, this is perfect. This is exactly for you then. So instead of your massage music, instead of Josh's Rob Zombie covers, uh, here is what I recommend to both of you. Spotify playlist 
that goes by the name Drums for Running. Ooh, Drums for Running. Drums for Running. You pull this up. Pull it up. Does it give you like cadences, like 160 beats a minute or whatever? No. Is it the one, the first song is Mala? Yeah, so they are songs. It's songs from like all around the world where the drum is the main part of the song. So you're going to hear like Japanese drum songs. You're going to hear Nigerian drum songs. You're going to hear like rock and roll. And it's it's the fucking jam. I can't cool. recommend this enough. And Mike... Yeah, this seems awesome. Especially to you. You need like a power dose of slambient noise in your ears. Do you have any over-ear headphones? I'm wearing them right now. You're wearing them right now? Yeah. Josh, is there any way that he can listen to some badass drum music without ruining our recording right now? Uh, I mean, we could take a break. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I can't. <laughs> we can't do that. Uh, okay. Um, drum break. Okay, we're back. Mike, how do you feel? I feel hyped. <laughs> you sound like energized. Yeah, man. That got my heart beating. I feel good. You sound like a new man. My toes are tapping. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was good. This is a great playlist. Dude, and you only listened 20 seconds of it. Drums for running. Drums for running. That's my... High recommend. That's my high recommend. Okay, so you guys did that. So uh, here's my instead of, give me something to listen to. Contact by Daft Punk has a killer drum line. Okay, 100% going to do that. Jeez, that was a quick pull, Josh. I have been thinking about it this entire time. You've been talking (laughs) about great drum songs, and that's one. Like, the synth is great, everything is so good, but, like, the drums specifically, like, have me air drumming every time I listen to that song. You know what else you really fucking come to appreciate is, like, beautiful production. Like, when when the drummer is getting the... I finally get what they mean when they say they're trying to get a sound, like an, an exact sound. I didn't... I don't know why I never thought they were literally saying that. Uh, I thought it was like, you know, we're trying to get a sound for the song. But like they literally mean like it's I, I want it to sound like this thing. And so when it's produced right and you can hear it in the like good headphones, man, holy shit. Like I'm still hyped. I listened to it this morning like eight hours ago. Here's the real question though. Were you running while you were listening? Uh, on the basketball court on NBA 2K. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I had the game of my life while I was listening to that shit. I got one for you. Cut Em In by Anderson Pack. All right. I will Ooh. listen to that as well. This is great. Great recommendation. Good new song. Good new song. Josh, now you give Mike one, and then we'll go on to someone else's segment. Um, Knowing everything you know about me. Everything I know. Do you know Amish Paradise by Weird Al Yankovic? <laughs> okay. He's still feeling the covers. He's still okay. in the in the cover cover mood. I know Amish Paradise, yeah. I mean, I don't know all the words like i can't call up i don't know what it's a parody of right now gangsta's parody oh damn. boo yeah <laughs> yeah you know i tried no come on man where's that drumming boo spooktober alert spooktober alert yeah i like that second one i didn't see that coming isn't it spook to book spook to bookular or something well yeah we shortened it to spooktober this year we're just trying to get through it i thought boob was in there spook to boobular yeah yeah it was spooktabubular. Um, spooktabubular alert. <laughs> I went to <laughs> Night of Jack-O-Lanterns. Mm. Night of Jack-O-Lanterns. A night of a thousand Jack-O-Lanterns, to be specific. Did you count them? That sounds like a Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> uh, I didn't count them, and they really padded the numbers with some pretty low-effort pumpkins. Oh, no. Oh, okay. But they did have a thousand, right? I would be upset if they didn't have a thousand. 
there probably were literally a thousand, but they had like probably a hundred or maybe a hundred and fifty, uh, like giant pumpkins, okay. carved spectacularly, like bigger than your head. Uh, yeah, like two hundred pounds. What? Whoa! Giant. Yeah, the the giant ones. Two hundred pounds. Maybe one hundred pounds. The two hundred. I think two hundred pounds is big, like as big as they get. These weren't. These could not be carried by one person. Holy shit. They're very big. They're very big. Jeez. Think about how many people that could unsatisfyingly feed. <laughs> Who likes pumpkins? Nobody. Pumpkins are good flavor in other things. Yeah, as a flavor, but I don't need 2,000 of a flavor. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no. So carving it feels fine. Yeah. This is a good use for a pumpkin. Uh, and they're carved in all sorts of designs uh, with themes. There was one about astronauts. There's one about... Uh, uh, like baby versions of horror movie monsters. Oh, um, hmm. yeah. There was like famous women of Chicago. You know, like sort of running the gamut. There's probably 15 different topics. What gamut is it running? This shit is all over I the don't place. Know. Yeah, sort of yeah. the gamut of life. <laughs> um, <laughs> the gamut of life. <laughs> Why do I like that? It's like the worst title for a movie. <laughs> Hold on to that. Um. There was uh, live carvers, like, carving right there in front of you. Um, oh, wait, it wasn't done when you walked in? No, I mean, they were doing, well, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> a, a lot of them were, <laughs> like, the trail, all of them were done. There were people doing live carvings. I don't know what they were going to do with those things, though, because this was the last night, so. Maybe they are the attraction. Like, oh, look at them. Yeah, I mean, they had those QR codes up for their Instagram pages. So. Those... Those last pumpkins, they're just bullshitting. They're making it look like they're making a masterpiece, but when the doors close, it just zigzags all over the place. I've seen that happen with ice carvings before. Same idea. <laughs> <laughs> there there are some pretty impressive pumpkin carvers there out there, though. I got to tell you. Right. Is, that, is there an overlap there? Between ice carving and pumpkin carving? Or the people that do it? Probably not. You think no? I'm going to say yes. Ice carving is more of like a sculpture, whereas pumpkin carving... I mean, I guess it's a sculpture of sorts. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's more crossover between like wood carving and pumpkin carving. Huh, you think? <laughs> I do think that. Um, partly because I watched them and they were doing what you do on wood. Uh, <laughs> Carve it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. This is what you do on wood. <laughs> <laughs> wood, one use. Yeah. And let me tell you, uh, I think carving might be getting played out too. Like you generally don't like it? Carving, carving, no, I think we've just been carving pumpkins forever, and I don't know if we need to stop carving them or we need to stop carving pumpkins, but something needs to change. You're not into it anymore. Carving is played out, pumpkin chunkin' is old hat. What the hell is pumpkin chunkin'? It's where they, who's, see who could uh, chunk up. Pumpkin the farthest. Chunk? What the hell are you talking about? What does that mean? Yeah, no, but in the context of pumpkin, pumpkins, it's called junkin'. Um, what are you saying? I don't know. Are you saying you're going to Who could throw, throw a pumpkin the farthest? Okay, okay. How, how have you grown tired of that? That doesn't make any sense. That sounds like it's... No, it's actually like, yeah, they build machines to like catapult them. And you don't like that anymore? It's lame. No, oh, wow. it's like played out. Yeah, it's like 2011 Discovery Channel kind of shit. Mm. Okay. Yeah. These people just whip pumpkins into the night sky? Yeah, yeah. Well, during daytime, because you got to see which one goes the farthest. Wow. I mean, it's good to watch, like, once. One yeah, 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 got it, got it. So, 
My instead of for you is what other spooky things can we do with either these 200 pounds of pumpkins or the what else can we carve? It's a choose your own instead of in the <laughs> spirit of spook duck boop bueller whatever. I think <laughs> Jesus there should be an oversized pinball machine that uses pumpkins as the balls. Oh. Oh. That sounds fun. What paddle wouldn't <laughs> smash a pumpkin though? Something it's got to be padded with something or a rubber band. Maybe the remains of other pumpkins. Are pumpkin remains elastic? No. Well, that's a problem for me. <laughs> okay, fine. Rubber bands then. All right, yeah, rubber bands. Bam. Bam. How do you get your hands around a fucking machine this big? I mean, the the controls for the machine can be made at any size. No, no. You're going to play a game of pinball with an Xbox controller? No, you're not. You want to hug that thing. You want to feel it. Right. Yeah. So you hug it, and they have it set up. So you you know, you know spread your arms out two and a half feet wide or whatever it is, and you got your button on each side. But the actual machine is like 50 feet away from you. I can't have that. I can't, ha- I can't be separated from my pinball. <laughs> if I'm feeling it, I have to be touching it. Not it from afar, remote control. Okay, fine. You're a paddle then. Your face gets smacked into these pumpkins every time somebody hits the button. There you go. Happy? Wow, I'm a paddle? Well, only if I'm covered in rubber bands, which you've already assured <laughs> me of. So, yes, I am happy. <laughs> you would do that? I mean, if you're the other paddle, if it's two human paddles and a fucking giant pumpkin pinball, this is really interesting, Mike. People will watch this. It's a team game. We're both paddles and Josh controls us? Yeah, I guess so. What do you think? Hmm. No, Josh wants to be a paddle. You can hear it in his voice. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. He wants to be a paddle so bad. Okay. We can have three paddles. Uh, no, I'm just shocked that this is the way that you're going. Why? What did you think was going to happen? That you would say, no, I don't want to be smacked into pumpkins over and over. Well, I mean, Josh, it's for a greater purpose. What purpose? Uh, the pinball game. Aren't we trying to set high scores? Mm. <laughs> yeah. We're out here to win. Something's going on, Mike. Something's going on with Josh. Why is he so glum? I don't know. Why is he such a glumpkin? I, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to have like, I don't know. I want to be able to sit back and I want to be able to play this game. I want to be able to get the high scores. I don't want to be the one that other people are manipulating for the scores. Well, no, you don't. That's why we're saying you be the guy who controls us. Yeah, we'll be the paddles. Hmm. But what? Why are you like upset? About this? I don't, that's the exact thing you wanted. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to control you. I want to control. I feel oh, like. Oh, Mike, we're the problem, bro. Yeah. He doesn't like us as paddles. He doesn't think we can do our job of just being straight. <laughs> he doesn't trust us. That's what it comes down to. That is quite a revelation at episode 175. Well, I don't, I mean. Well, we have to talk about this. What do you mean, well? How do you not trust us? I, I'm just thinking. We have hard bodies. We have hard minds. Yeah, but you're not that like, I want like a flat surface. A flat surface? Have you seen Mike's butt? I'm kidding. I know oh, Mike works Mike oh. works really hard on his butt. I'm joking, everybody. Ooh. He's going to want me to clarify this later. It's not flat. Thank you. Moving on. I want to be able to like press the button and hold it and have the paddle tilt up so that I can kind of hold the pumpkin in there and then let it go so that it like rolls down at a predictable speed. Like, I don't know. Dude, no, you, you all of that has been accounted for in the building of this giant pinball machine. All we're doing is being alive in that thing. We don't really have any control at all. We're fastened. We're secured. We're basically in a chamber. Oh, if you're in a chamber, then yeah, I'd love to paddle you. Well, we're in a chamber of elastic bands, right? That's a chamber. Yeah, but that's going to be bumpy. That's what I mean. (laughs) It's a new style of game. You're playing with a fucking pumpkin. It's not a tiny silver ball anymore. 
Yeah, you're going to need some return on that thing. You, like, you need some elasticity. It's just going to, like, chunk right off us. I'm just worried that the pumpkin is already not this, like, perfect sphere like you have in normal pinball. So I feel like the whole thing's just going to be way too unpredictable. Okay, we'll put... We'll... You don't want to play this? Are you serious? <laughs> I want to play we it. We give you the opportunity of a lifetime to humiliate us. First time ever. And you're walking away. I'm not walking away. I'm just like, what's in it for me? What? <laughs> no, you know what? You are not allowed to play this game ever. You are banned, shunned, out. Oh. Well, now I want to play. <laughs> well, that's too fucking bad. What's the most important thing about comedy? Timing. Timing. Well, I beat you to that, so oh. am I a better comedian than you? <laughs> well, probably. Nice. Uh, yeah, I've had... A couple really weird timing things happened this week. What happened? So, first, I had that freelance project that I had told you about that I was doing on oh, Thursday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Super well. So, nice. uh, we did a test on Wednesday, and my internet was being like, my internet is really solid, but I was running the test on Wi Fi, and I dropped like, it was like 0.1% drop frames or something. It wasn't a big deal, but it did lag like twice. And the the person that I was working with was like really concerned about this. I'm like, mm. it's like, I think that her internet connection also wasn't great. Um, so I think that was contributing to it. But uh, so I ended up doing like my own tests off, you know, completely separate from her. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to hardwire into my router, blah, blah, blah. Ended up going perfectly, zero drop frames. She ended up saying it went perfect. That's incredible. I'm very proud of you. But when we like when we go back and produce the episode, can we put in that like uh like fast-paced tech music that they always play when the nerd <laughs> is explaining everything in details? Like doom 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 ba doom ba doom doom doom. And you're just like, I'm hardwired into the router. <laughs> Hacking the mainframe. Mm-hmm. Uh and so after it was done, uh Kendra and I ended up watching we were watching Borat 2, actually, because uh, that was the night that it came out. And my internet died halfway through. So we ended up finishing the movie on her phone. But how good is that timing that it happened like 90 minutes after I needed my internet for this like very important thing where if it died, I have no idea what I would have done. My internet has only died one other time in the like 10 months that I've lived in this apartment. It's like it was playing with an injury and sustained just to make you happy. Right. So that happened on Thursday. And then yesterday, Saturday, two days after that happened, uh... We were driving back from my mom's house, and so last week I had an interview with a company where they were, they didn't have like something specific, but they were like interested in uh, kind of my background a little bit, and I'm really interested in them, and they're kind of like building a team from scratch, and I kind of interested in that. Very, very flirtatious. <laughs> I just keep picturing you in the interview process at Buffalo Wild Wings as you talk about that, and I don't know why. I'm talking about my favorite flavors. And so she said that she would get back to me by the end of last week. And it was Saturday. And so I'm like, well, you know, I'll follow up Monday, but I'm not super hopeful. Like, if they didn't already have a position open, like, if they were interested in me, they would have followed up in the time that they... Sure. 20 minutes later, my phone rings. Wow. On a Saturday evening, it's the recruiter. And, like, who knows if it'll turn into anything. We talked. I'm going to talk to more people there. It's going to be great. But that's the second time this week in, like, the span of 72 hours... That I had this like really interesting timing thing happen. Cool. Wow. So I'm giving you an option also for your instead of. I'm going kind of what Mike did here. You can either tell me about a similar time where like timing has worked out really, really in an interesting way for you, or you can come up 
with a third interesting timing thing that'll happen to me because these things always come in threes. Oh, hmm. I like that. Mike, should we just give Josh a third thing together? I would like to invent something for Josh. Yeah, let's give Josh something nice. All right. Yeah, you start. Okay. Um, hmm. Weird timing coming up. Josh. Uh-huh. What do you have coming up in your life? Oh, good. Research. <laughs> Photographing a wedding on Halloween. You are? You're attending a wedding on Halloween? No, dude, he's photographing a wedding on oh, Halloween. Oh, photographing. Yeah, so a buddy of mine uh, reached out and asked me questions about like buying a camera is getting married on Halloween. And uh, I was like, I don't know. I mean, because he wanted something pretty cost effective because he was only going to use it for this. And I'm like, you know, anything like under 500 bucks is going to be worse than your phone. And then I found out he's getting married like, really close to me and it's just him his fiance and the officiant and it was just going to be the three of them like i wouldn't go if it was a big group of people and uh, i'm like hey i i have a camera i don't want to like intrude but i'm i'm offering to take photos for you and and he said sure so yeah oh that's nice that's very nice of you okay you deserve a reward for this let's give you some <laughs> some good timing at your halloween wedding yeah, maybe you'll catch, like, the perfect shot of the two of them or something. That's not like a holy shit this timing, though. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe in the photo it says tonight's lottery numbers. I have no fucking clue how it works. <laughs> how low are their expectations? Something's going to work out timing-wise. Hmm. What could happen? What's something that could happen to interrupt this photo shoot? What's some big Boston shit happening right now? Who's the most famous person in Boston? <laughs> Most famous person in Boston. Yeah, with mm. Brady gone, who's occupying like the physical space around you that's just like, wow. Paul Revere. Paul Revere is dead. Okay. <laughs> famous good timing, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, but no, give me someone living, please. Land of the living. Or rather, who do the people who are going to get married, who do they like? Like, what are they into? Let's see. They like their cats. What about Mark Wahlberg? He's very Boston. Yeah, he is pretty Boston. He is Dude, very uh, sorry. Boston. Now I'm a little bit more on the okay. couple. Do you know anything about these people? Yeah, I do. Besides that, they like their cats. Big Mark Wahlberg fans. <laughs> no, are they? <laughs> I've never met her before. You, you know a lot about them, huh? You've never <laughs> met her before? That's one half of them. <laughs> no, I don't know a lot about them. I know a lot about him. I've been friends with him for like eight years or something. Okay, okay, okay. Got it, got it. Uh, what does he like? Uh, he likes playing guitar. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any okay. famous Boston musicians? What about the band Boston? Are they still? They're Are probably they? around. I don't think anyone would notice if the band Boston crashed this wedding, though. <laughs> like, you don't know what these people look like. Maybe it's just going to be Mark Wahlberg playing something. He was in a band. <laughs> yeah. He was Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So maybe during one of your photos, mm -hmm. uh, apropos of nothing, Marky Mark's tour bus breaks down <laughs> leaving Boston. Didn't even get out of the city. Yeah, he's on his way out. That's why it makes sense that he's there. Mike, that's so smart. Right. Yeah. Right. And it breaks down. Right. Where's the, well, you can't say where the wedding is. Is it in a place where a bus could break down? Uh, there are roads nearby, yes. Okay, okay, perfect. This plan could happen so far. Maybe Jimmy Butler will be there. He's best friends with Mark Wahlberg. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler is? Jimmy Butler and Mark okay. Wahlberg are best friends. Okay, so they're hitting the road together. Mike, I'm not lying. You think I'm lying. I'm telling you no, the truth. No, I, I believe, I mean, I do believe you. It's very strange. No, you don't. Why are you not believing me? <laughs> There's a whole YouTube series with the two of them, dude. So I did Google Jimmy Butler Mark, and one of the autocompletes is Jimmy Butler Mark Wahlberg daughter. Is Jimmy Butler Mark Wahlberg's daughter? 
Oh shit! Wow, uh, that's a twist. <laughs> uh, maybe I can't. I can't say yes to that. All I know is that Jimmy Butler likes a wine that Mark Wahlberg gifted him once. Oh, okay. They sound like they have a great relationship. Mike, they are real friends. Okay, I, just, I believe you. You don't believe me at all. <laughs> so they're hitting the road together. Their bus breaks down before they even leave the city, and lo and behold, it's right in front of the Halloween wedding venue. Ooh. And they're in their costumes. And there just happens to be a bunch of instruments around. They walk in looking for help. The One's a vampire, the other one's a mummy. Oh my god, they're dressed. That's great. They're going to a Halloween party and their car breaks down. Which is which? Jimmy Butler's the vampire and Mark Wahlberg is the mummy. How do we know it's Mark Wahlberg if he's dressed like a mummy that's the thing he's got the face part exposed and his muscles are big Hmm. and he keeps telling you he's mark Wahlberg. (laughs) yeah wait jimmy butler can't be a vampire either jimmy butler has to be you can't tell it's jimmy butler um why he's just trying to fucking protect from the fact that he doesn't think because that's part of the luck you just don't (laughs) believe that they're real friends so by putting a mask on jimmy butler you can just like appease me which i know what you're doing okay we're not putting a mask on jimmy butler he will be recognizable in this situation okay fine 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 fine. that's what's gonna happen josh in your photos okay yeah that's pretty cool that's good timing There you go. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's on fire right now. It is good timing. Okay, if he was on fire, that would be an even crazier timing thing. If I got that and I had all those news organizations that were like reaching out like, can we use your photo? And I'm like, sure, how much will you pay? And they'd be like, no pay, we'll just attribute it to you. (laughs) That would be something. Um, Well, attribute. I would have said attribute. Is that, how do you say it? Is it attribute or attribute? It's spelled the same. Yeah, I think it's, I think it would be attribute, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think Attribute is a noun. Attribute is the verb. Yeah. That seems right. This is going to be a great wedding. Oh, oh. Instead of, it's a podcast. It's a podcast. About what? Hypotheticals. 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 Not really. It's about, it's about three guys. Got an idea for a children's show. What age group? Uh, two to eight. It's <laughs> a pretty big group. That's a wild yeah. range. Yeah, it's the eight-year-olds are going to get the full value of the show, but the two-year-olds will enjoy it plenty. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Pixar Junior. No, Pixar Junior. I'm not some. Well, like just scale it down. Although you know. Nope. I'm... Never mind. Go on. I'm not some, like, uh, not even a knockoff, just a a reduced version of a great children's studio, all right? I have an idea that is worth, well, it depends how well it hits, but here's what the idea is. It's a show title, and I'm sure you guys will piece the rest together just by hearing it. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meow Cats. Meow Cats. Show about, hmm, dogs? Okay, Josh is. I was going to offer you one of the voices in Meow Cats, Josh, but now. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, you will be the villain. Okay, I could be the villain. Could I be uh, Rough Rouser, the the mean dog? I think having a dog be the villain is a little played out in a cat show. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna switch it up. Mike will name the villain animal. 
Okay. Um, I'll name you... Um, hmm. Rough Rouser was pretty good. No, no, the name is fine. I mean, like, Mike, you have to actually pick the animal. Oh, oh, oh. Um, not a dog. If my name is Rough, it wouldn't be a dog? <laughs> Just wait for it. Okay. Um, how about you're, um, you're a barnyard hog? Okay. A barnyard hog named Rough Rouser. I like it because traditionally barnyard hogs are beloved. Yeah, we're flipping the script on hawks. All right. Well, I thought Meowcats was going to be in the city. <laughs> yeah, that's just part of the uh, part of the charm. I guess that's why he's so mad. Yeah, yeah, he's no, he's mad. You know, he's out of place. He's upset. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Josh would make a great cartoon hog. 